Welcome back to another edition of TC Braves Nation. I'm your host, Brandon Romans, joined in studio as always with my student co-hosts, Caleb Castile, Balin Middleton, and Jake Wilmoth. And we do have a special guest in studio with us today. And Caleb, I'll let you go ahead and introduce her to the audience at home. All right. Well, today on our special World Cup episode, we had to bring in the expert on World Cup uh, soccer. It's Eliza Cavanis. Hello. It's nice to be here. Yes, yes. So um, let's kick it off. We're going to start with talking about the U.S.'s journey through this World Cup. Uh, first of all, started off against Wales last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Last Tuesday, and the U.S. dominated the game from the start. Um, Timothy Way put in the opening goal, and we led one nothing for the longest time. And then uh, Walker Zimmerman had the grand idea to go prime Ray Lewis on Gareth Bale in the box. Wales won a penalty. <laughs> Bale put it in the back of the net, and we fumbled three points. So now, then we were sitting on one with our Revolutionary War rematch, if you will, <laughs> against England. Um, and I will say the U.S. outplayed England. We deserved to win that game. Um, got way more shots. Our back line looked amazing, holding Kane and Saka to – Basically, no opportunities, really. And the game ended 0-0. And then yesterday, with a win needed to advance, the U.S. beat Iran 1-0 with uh, Captain Christian Pulisic putting the winning goal in in, like, the 39th minute, I believe. Yeah, it was It was either – it was somewhere in the 30s, but it was a beautiful goal, too. Like, it, he just took that opportunity mm-hmm. and ran with it. And he ran over the goalkeeper, too. He's actually had to sit out the second half, but – He's going to be back for Saturday. At least that's what his Snapchat said. <laughs> um, so now the U.S. gets second in Group B. They'll be playing, taking on the Netherlands this Saturday, and we'll be playing Mr. Virgil van Dyke, Mr. Liverpool himself, and the Orange Army. It'll be fun. So I'm sure you got some words on it too. Well, I'll start with U.S. and England because I feel like that's the the biggest game that we've played so far. Um the U.S. absolutely should have won that. Like, we should have gotten a goal. But, again, that's just poor offense that game, which the offense wasn't poor. England's defense was just really good. Um, but you could tell that the U.S. was by far the better team. And the way that England's fans reacted also kind of sold it home how um, poor they were, like how low they would go. So – Honestly, I think that was one of the better games we've played so far in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So we know a, we know some about this Netherlands team. They got put into the Cupcake Group A. Um, really, the only challenge they faced was Senegal. I mean, Ecuador was a good team. They definitely could have given them a run for their money, but they didn't. They didn't show up in the final second half of that game. <laughs> so the Netherlands and Senegal finished second. I would have much rather played Senegal than the Netherlands because Senegal's still without Mane. But, I mean, the Netherlands is a pretty favorable draw when you look at who we could have got. Yeah. Honestly, I'd take the U.S. over the Netherlands any day. Um, Of course, Senegal would have been kind of an easier game, but I think the U.S. has a real chance just because of, like, the heart that they're putting into playing. Um, They're just really wanting to win, and – this is, I think, a really good opportunity with a really good team. And it's a young team, too. So, I mean, there's still a lot to work on, a lot to learn. But I think this U.S. team has a lot of, like, charisma, a lot of want. So, I really favor them in this next game against the Netherlands. 
the Netherlands did not have a striker come up until like the second half of the second game, and they finally found him, and he's been doing pretty good. But uh, have faith in our defense, Mr. Cameron Carter, Vickers, Walker Zimmerman, um, even Aaron Long, if he gets subbed in, I think can make a play. And then really our our wingbacks with Robinson and Mr. Sergio now Dest. They've been pushing up a lot and getting mm -hmm. a lot of good opportunities. In fact, Sergio assisted the winning goal yesterday. Mm -hmm. So the defense is looking great. Um, in the in the attacking zone, of course, we always have Pulisic, and then we have Timothy Weah, who was the opening goal scorer mm -hmm. against Wales. Fun fact: the first goal scorer against Wales in the World Cup since Pele. <laughs> oh wow! So if you y'all anyone at home remembers Pele, um, he would. He succeeded him, also succeeded his father. Timothy Way's father also scored in the World Cup. So that was really heartwarming to see. Um, we always have him. And I think this team's going to go far. Um, if you look at the bracket, now we're on a collision course with the winner of the Argentina-Australia game. And if we, so if we do manage to pull the upset against the Netherlands, most likely Messi will be waiting for us. Yes. And honestly, after Argentina's loss um, in the very first game, I think they're out for blood coming back into this because, I mean, they've pulled it out. They've pulled it out into this round that going this far. I think they are really going to be out to get everybody who they're playing, and Messi especially because they're saying that this is his last World Cup, and a lot of people on that team, this is their last World Cup. So I really – if we can manage to get past the Netherlands, and I firmly believe Argentina is going to beat Australia – because it's Argentina and Australia. There's not – they're not evenly matched. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that game will go. Mm -hmm. If our defense can keep it strong, I think it might be okay if they will just shut down Argentina's attackers. But I don't know. Mm -hmm. That one's a real wild card for me. But real quick, though, shout-out to Australia because many people had them finishing dead last in their mm -hmm. group, and they managed to get out of the group. Um, beating Denmark and Tunisia was very big for them. Um, couldn't overcome France, but still they finished second in that group. But we'll talk about um, uh, the way Argentina's got through this this stage because they had to go through a very drama-filled group. Mm -hmm. um, Argentina, Poland, Saudi Arabia, and Mexico are all in Group C, and Mexico does not make it to the knockout stages of the World Cup for the first time since – 94, nine, maybe? Uh, it's somewhere in the 90s. They have made the, the knockouts every time up until now, and they fired their coach as soon as the game ended. So they were not happy campers about it. That really broke my heart that uh, Mexico didn't make it. I'm a big Ochoa fan. Mm -hmm. They revived that man every four years for the World <laughs> Cup. I am, I'm in firm belief of it. But mm -hmm. he, I think he is one of the best goalies that Mexico's ever had. I'm just – I'm a really big Ochoa fan. That's mainly what mm -hmm. my heart tells me. Mm -hmm. He had the save against Poland, against Lewandowski, that kept them in that game. Mexico, what really cost him in the end was not beating Poland. They really should have mm -hmm. beat them. Um, but instead, Poland goes on with Argentina. Um, but, yeah, the Argentina-Mexico game, Mexico was never going to win that after mm -mm. Argentina got beat. And then uh, Saudi Arabia, many people were like, oh, well, they're dark horses now, and they folded like a burrito. So they're going back home. But they, they all got Rolls Royces out of it, so yeah. I'm pretty sure they're okay. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about some of the games today. Costa Rica 
and uh, Germany play, and then Spain and Japan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a question. What's been the biggest upset for you so far? Hmm, biggest upset? Japan, Germany's up there. Mm, but Germany's, I expected that one. But Germany's not been playing too good. I'll probably say... Dang, I don't even know. Probably Saudi and Argentina. That's that's what I was going to say. Either that one or uh, who did Japan play last? Was it Costa Rica? Yeah. It, that one. That one really shocked me because I expected Japan to go a lot further, which mm-hmm. they they played really, really well throughout the rounds that they got through. Um, so either that one or the Saudi Arabia and Argentina was my biggest upsets. Mm-hmm. So looking at who's left, I've got to give an honest prediction because as much as I love the U.S., I know we love to bottle it sometimes. I said, pre, I said pre-tournament Germany was going to beat England mm-hmm. in the final, but I don't know if I have as much confidence in the Germans after the Japan loss. Yeah, I think that really disheartened them a lot because nobody expected Japan to win that game. Mm-hmm. That was a really, really shocking game for a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. the German team. Mm-hmm. I gotta think about who I who I project to win. It's changed. Like at the beginning, I was full England. Like I was like England is gonna come out with it, but I don't know anymore. I'm saying it's either gonna be Brazil if Neymar returns and he's able to go full speed on it, but if he's not full speed, um, I think France breaks the World Cup and they go back to back because mm-hmm. they were just amazing throughout the group stages. I think mine will be in between England and France. I Like, I really think it'll come down to them because England and France have both played incredibly throughout the group stages. So if they can keep that power and keep that the, – the way that they're playing, I think it could mm-hmm. it could go well. Man, England, England will bottle it. They always do. Um, yeah. It's never coming home. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure that some of my English viewers are offended at that, but it's not coming home. <laughs> <laughs> I have faith in you, on. England. Mm. I mean, not unless – I mean, if the U.S. gets up there, I do not have faith in England anymore. But England's like the like the most hated national team ever. Yeah. You, you go to any country in Europe, they're saying <laughs> they hate England the most. Scotland, Wales, Ireland, Spain, Portugal, Italy, <laughs> Germany, any of those teams will tell you first they hate England. You go to the U.S., they hate England. Canada yeah. hates England. Brazil <laughs> hates England. Argentina hates England. Well, Argentina hates Brazil more than England, but still, England's the most hated team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that has something to do with their fan base, much like Tennessee football. They, <laughs> the fan base makes it ten times worse than it actually is. But all in all, England still sucks. <laughs> Boo England. Boo England. No, but Harry Maguire, I got to say, has turned it up on the World Cup. For be, being under so much scrutiny at his club at United, he, he's turned it up in the World Cup. So, shout out to Maguire. Um, Man United's really done a lot of people mm-hmm. dirty recently. But um, speaking of Man United, we will go over the Ronaldo situation. That's what I was about to ask you. He's uh, been offered, apparently, a contract for a Saudi Arabian team where he'll make $26 per second. Wow. That's 
That's amazing. That's so, a lot of money. That's that's money for that's, you. That's um, almost as much as I do. Yeah. <laughs> on a daily basis. Now, um, so there's some rumors that he's going to join the MLS, but those are kind of dying down. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be the Saudi Arabian team, which is so crazy he's not going to be playing in Europe anymore. What's your honest opinion on Ronaldo? Honest opinion? Um, mm-hmm. Besides the memes and having to watch that speed dude. <laughs> week in and week out, do unholy things for Ronaldo. Um, I think he showed a lot of immaturity mm-hmm. with the Man United situation, but he's still like the greatest striker to ever live. But all in all, I think Messi is better than Ronaldo. I'm, I'm going to get flack for that, but I I agree with that. I'm not a Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Um, fan just because of like how he acts like I don't know he's a really good player he's probably one of the best strikers like you said like one of the best strikers that ever lived but also like if you're gonna act like that and just talk as much like stuff that he has I don't respect him mm-hmm. like I think he's a good player but I don't respect him as a player just because of how he acts so I say Messi over Ronaldo any day that's why I'm that's why I don't like Mbappe either Mbappe <laughs> acts like a young Ronaldo yeah he, uh He's playing on possibly the most stacked team in the world, and he's still complaining about not being able to play where he wants to and none of them changing the formation he wants to leave. I wish someone would buy him so we can go to the Premier League and see how it goes. That's why I think Neymar's unproven his career because he's never played in the Premier League. He's Honestly, always been playing somewhere else. Uh, I'm not a Neymar fan either. On it, like I can't explain it really. I just don't think he's that good. I think he's great, but – there are better players. I think he gets a lot of like, like he's way too hopped up, is what I mean. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a Neymar fan. His I don't know. dribbling is what gets people mm-hmm. on his side so much because he, he, he's probably the greatest dribbler in his prime. Yeah. He's the best dribbler in the world. But all in all, other than that, he's just kind of a good winger, you know? Yeah, like he's, he's good, but he's not great. I don't know. I like his dribbling. I like his ball handling skills. But other than that, he's not really impressed me much. So, everybody, make sure to tune in to the World Cup this Saturday at, like, 9 a.m. We play the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. I know some of the games have been hard to catch because, at least for a while there, the first game would start at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. But y'all make sure to catch the World Cup. It truly is a sporting event like no other. Um, Just the passion and the pure – you put aside – all of your domestic rivalries for the World Cup. Like, it don't matter if you're a Lakers fan or a Warriors fan or a Cowboys fan or a Patriots fan. You put it aside when the U.S. is playing the World Cup. And we'll be right back with an update on TC Sports. All right, so tonight is a big, big game, big rivalry game. The Kaisu's Aggies are going, coming into town. Um, I have my horns down sim- symbols ready mm-hmm. for the game tonight. Yeah. Uh, so, Balen, talk to us about that. How are we preparing for the Aggies? Um, well, the girls have been watching film. We've been practicing what they are planning on defending us in, and we're really prepared for the game tonight. Mm-hmm. We love beating the Aggies. Mm-hmm. Because of the the whole horns down thing, <laughs> the Texas has made a big deal, so that that's really fun. Uh, so Saturday, t- 
taking on South Pontotoc in the South Pontotoc Classic, which is a little home court advantage, but whatever. <laughs> um, I think the boys play South Pontotoc too. Yeah, we play at 7, they play at 8.30. Okay, so 7 in the morning? Nine. Oh, I was about to say. Seven that, that was about to say. Um, so we are sitting at what eight and one. The girls are seven and one, eight and one, seven and one, seven and one, with wins over Olive Branch and Belmont on the resume. Yes. So good wins there. The only loss coming at early in the season to Biggersville, but uh, Biggersville's a really good team. I don't know how they pull that good team out of that one A school every single year, but it is what it is. So, we are continuing on the path to the state championship game again, which obviously is the goal this year. we got to get back, and we got to win it this time. Uh, we haven't had any updates on if Choctaw's doing good or anything. They At the Biggersville Classic, they lost to Biggersville. Um, by like, it was a good game, but they couldn't hit a shot to save their lives. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. yeah, Biggersville pulled the upset against them. Mm-hmm. It was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I know there were some people that hit the panic panic button on this team after we struggled with Central at home, but they've turned it around. They've made some impressive performances, had some impressive wins. You know, I think about the road win at Saltillo when Reese dropped 41. That's another impressive win. So uh, it don't matter who you're playing. It's always good to win on the road, like impressive, especially in sports that's hostile as basketball. Like, home court advantage means a lot. So, make sure to make our home court advantage mean a lot tonight against Kossuth. Um, soccer's next game is at Corinth yes. on m- next Monday. Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. I'm pretty sure we play at Corinth the same night. So, that's kind of cool that we play the same night. I hope mm-hmm. there will be two different outcomes between soccer and basketball. Um, I... I'm not excited for this game. <laughs> well, I think we can – I think that if you put your mind to it, as Coach Ben would say, you can do anything. That's kind of a generic saying by Coach Ben. But if you if you work – if we work hard mm-hmm. after all the disadvantages that come for us, like if, you, if y'all don't know the things that soccer has to put up with, we had like a week of practice before the first game, and we don't have a fourth block. So we're behind all these teams that we play in our division mm-hmm. because they've had fourth block year-round and they've been practicing. So when we get to division play, it's always really tough. But I think that we don't like Corinth too much to not get blown out. Mm-hmm. I think it will be a competitive game. Um, with the girls' team especially, uh, the last game we played against Pontotoc, we played a really strong defense. Um, we had one striker, and I know we're back on the soccer talk now. Um, we had one striker, uh, three mids, and then we had a whole defensive line with a stopper and a sweeper. Um, and that worked really well against a good Pontotoc team. Um, they were really, really talented, and we managed to keep them 3 nothing. Um, of course, we lost, but I was really proud of the outcome with that game just because of how we played defensively. And I think if we play like that again against Corinth – the outcome will be hopefully very good because we've always had a history of striking against Corinth at least once in the game. So I think if we just keep that rivalry mindset that we always have, that it'll end up pretty well. Mm-hmm. 
So soccer's in division play now. Basketball is also entering division play pretty soon here. Um, and then a showdown with Belmont on the 20th to send us into Christmas break. That's going to be fun. Um, make sure to bring out your brooms to that game because we're going to do it. We're going to sweep Belmont. It's going to be awesome. And they don't like hearing me say that, but it's coming. <laughs> so, Jake, talk to us about a November Olympics update. Now it's December 1st, so what's going on with it? Today we got the obstacle course. That's going to be pretty terrible. I'm oh, here. But it's coming to an end, and I think it's up to blue team and white team to see mm. who's going to win. It's mm-hmm. very close. Maybe we need to get the winners in for an interview on the podcast. <laughs> that that can be your prize. Um so, yeah. <laughs> baseball season's coming up soon as well. Y'all starting what? No clue. Have some games. Y'all we usually have, haven't got a schedule yet. Yeah, usually have a game in like late February. Yeah, but that's always like really cold, and people are like, why are we out here? Yeah, but it's usually non-division. And then, how is our division looking this year? I think it's going to be a little bit easier this year because. Uh, a lot of our opponents have lost mm-hmm. a lot of good players. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Also, shout out to bowling. Um, the girls' bowling team is undefeated. I don't know if they won yesterday, but they're still they're still undefeated in my books. Awesome. Um, esports <laughs> made the playoffs. That's right. Let's go esports. And don't forget, um, we've got dance and cheer both competing at state. Mm-hmm. Um, this weekend, so that's good. Wait, isn't it next weekend? It's the ninth and the tenth. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely right. I can't read. <laughs> good job. <laughs> so, so tons of things going on on the campus. Um, Jake, you want to get back into the egg bowl talk again? No, he don't want it. He don't want to. I also don't want to talk about that. Well, darn, y'all are just. I wonder why. Um, speaking could, of the egg bowl, you, you have to give Caleb just. You know, he got something right yeah, this time. Yeah, so he has to talk I do, about it. I will still rep Ole Miss. I will be attending next year. And next year, me and Caleb are going to be on opposite sides of the Egg Bowl, and Ole Miss is going to come out with We've it. We've always been on opposite sides know, of the Egg like, Bowl. I know, but, like, you're going to be in their student section, and I'm going to be in mine. Yeah. So, but, uh, bigger rivalry this time. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm lucky that our band drowns out their student section, their little pet band they bring <laughs> oh, to Starville goodness, every we year. But, uh, <laughs> I knew it know, was going to come down to this. You know, it is what it is. Um, they love to come down to Starkville. Uh, All right, we're just going to wrap it right here. <laughs> Caleb, we're going to cut you off early this time around. So thanks again to everyone for coming in. Thank you, Eliza, for sitting down with us today. And to all of you out there listening to us, be sure to come out tonight to Tishomingo County High School for some great basketball action. So for Caleb Castile, Baylin Middleton, and Jake Wilman, I'm Brandon Romans, and we'll see you next time.